Fritzberger and bloodandfaith.com says we're not connected. Okay, now we're connected. All right. Hey, welcome. Fritzbergen, bloodandfaith.com. It's the New Year's. It's the 2nd of January, 2022. And we're going to have a little fun this morning. I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk to you. Unscripted. This is Fritzbergen Unscripted. And I wanted to start the morning talking about a couple of characters out there that I, I know of, that I, I remotely follow. <clears throat> they have internet sites. Steve Quayle. Alex Jones, there's a couple others out there. And let's start with Steve Quayle. All right, Steve Quayle is uh, a, a real character. I, I've never met the guy. I guess he lives up in Montana. He's got a website, stevequayle.com. He talks a lot. Now, that's a dangerous criticism for me to make for somebody that is busy talking into a microphone over the Internet with, and I don't even know if anybody's listening. So it's probably, a, you know, a, a right-back-at-me uh, criticism. But if you listen to this guy talk, he just, God, he talks. He talks and talks and talks and talks, which is fine. Everybody's a little bit different. And he's a little quirky. He's a little wacky. And he talks about, um, you know, on his website, he talks about giants. There's all kinds of giants. Hey, Jason. Welcome, Jason. Talks about giants out there. And he talks about earthquakes. And he talks about weather wars. And he talks about vaccines. Vaccine assassinations. I can't truncate that word. I can't make that into one word, but he does. And he's on, uh, you know, you can listen to him on other podcasts from other folks out there. And uh, kind of got this wild hair out there. So let's see what he has to say this morning. Let's see what he's talking about. Now, he's got a, he, he sells gold and he sells, you know, guy, man's got to make a living. He's got a link to different news sites and he's got a link to this uh, Chinese Communist Party news site. And where these Chinese guys are saying, listen, we need to get the Americans to keep taking the vax, especially their troops, because they know. And I've said this. Steve Quayle has said this. Dr. There's millions of people that have said this. The vaccine destroys your immune system. Introduces poisons in there that your body cannot overcome. It kills people. It's killing people by, I don't know, the dozens a day, hundreds a day, thousands a day. I'm not sure. So he talks about these things. What else you got? Here we go. More than 27,000 people have died by euthanasia in Belgium. But that's only the number of deaths that's been recorded. The actual number of euthanized deaths is assumed to be much higher, according to the report. And he makes a comment, Steve, or, uh, uh, Canada will be that. Canada has legalized euthanasia for pretty much everybody. With, with pretty much any justification. Hey, you know what? Medical bill's too high? No problem. Just check out. And speaking of that, I know of, uh, <clears throat> I know of, I know of two people that have gone through this process. One I knew personally, kind of morbid stories, but let's talk about them. Like I said, this morning is freeform. Talk about whatever I want to talk about with not a lot of structure to it. <clears throat> But I know of a person, well, I, I know somebody very dearly, dear to me, and, and uh, this person was asked to assist in the state of Oregon uh, with an assisted, you call it assisted suicide? What do you call it? And, you know, I get it. You know, the poor, poor person had this terminal condition, and this person was not young. They were old, and they said, you know what? I don't want to go through this. And so there's a group of people that will put together a special cocktail for you. And you take the cocktail and you die. 
And so this person that I know, and I don't want to name names because it's not fair to them. Uh, it's very personal to everybody involved. And they went and they basically held, held her, held this person's hand and, and she took the cocktail and, and she was off to the next world, whatever that next world is. Apparently this has been going on in Belgium for quite some time. It's, it's quite normalized to just commit suicide. And Canada has opened up the doors to massive euthanasia. So the question becomes, well, you know, it, you know, obviously there's this question, you know, at what point, you know, what's euthanasia and what's murder? And I've talked to somebody in the, in the medical profession, a young person in the medical profession that, that talks about this. You know, what, at, at what point do you stop these invasive treatments to save those who are, who are dead, dead men walking? And it was said, and this is years ago, 90% of all health care monies are spent on the last six months of people's lives. So I could cut the health care budget for the United States of America by just saying, look, we're not going to spend a dime on anybody that's within six months of dying. Now, the question is, of course, how do you know if they're dying or not? Yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows. My dad's a good example. He, he literally dropped dead on the sidewalk in Seattle. Dropped dead. Boom. He's on the way to the ferry, and uh, people start walking. You know, they, they say, oh, we got to catch the ferry. We're going to be late. They were, <laughs> like, walking around him. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy in the street. You know, they walk around, walk over, step around. They're going to the ferry, and finally somebody calls 9-11. 9-11 comes. They put the paddles on him, and, you know, Joel his heart back to life. And he goes into intensive care. He's in intensive care for a week, and they got him intubated, and they get the tube running down his throat, and every once in a while they got to clear it out, and they they ream it in and out of his throat, and he's convulsing on the table, and we can watch it through the glass, and it's just it's hideous. It's just hideous. And, and you know, some of us are like, you know, let's let the guy go. Uh, others are like, you know, let's give them a chance. And finally, the doctors come back and say, look, here's the numbers. Here's the math. And the guy's been brain dead since, the, you know, when he dropped on, on the sidewalk. He was 22 minutes without air. Any, anyway, eventually you come to a consensus and agreement in the family that, hey, it's time to pull the plug. And you pull the plug and he goes on. Now, how much does that cost from the last <clears throat> week of his life? I don't know, half a million bucks. But that's what they say. They say 90% of healthcare costs are spent on the last week of, of somebody's life. I had a father-in-law that was in a similar situation. Same thing, same thing. Modern medicine is amazing. And, and so there's that side of the story. And then here's, here's another side of the story. I got, I got kids, and I wouldn't have as many kids as I have, and I wouldn't have the wife I had unless he had modern medicine that could that could save people's lives, miraculously save people's lives. That, that 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 80 years ago, they all would have been dead. All would have been dead. So I don't have an answer for this. Sometimes you wonder if God's going to provide an answer, and, and there's, there's certainly an easy answer. And, and uh, I was joking with somebody, not really joking, but I said, you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, this, was, this stuff was easy. You know, Grandpa's out there, and Grandpa's not doing too well, and well, you leave the windows open at night, the cool breeze comes in, guy gets ammonia, and he's gone in a couple of days. It wasn't complicated. George Washington died that way. I think he took a walk, though. He took a walk in the middle of the winter, got wet, went inside, caught the pneumonia, and boom, he's gone. It's said that my ancestors in Sweden used to take the long walk up the mountain and jump off a cliff when they got too old to, to take care of themselves when they were burdened to the the kindred, to their tribe, to their clan. It said that the Indians took the long hunting trip 
take the long walk, go out on a hunting trip, and they never come back. Except the Eskimos would get on an iceberg and float off somewhere. So there's no good answers to this, but there is a pattern. There's a pattern of mass death, and I've and I've said this. I've 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 hinted at this. I've said it explicitly. I said this this cycle that we're going through does not end without mass death, mass murder. And I'm talking murder and blood on the scale of millions and millions and millions of people. If you witness any Marxist revolution, any of them, it always comes down to blood. There's a requirement for blood, massive amounts of blood. doesn't matter if people are guilty or not, can be redeemed or not, can be taught to do the right thing or not. Moloch must be satisfied. Baal must be sated with human blood. So whether it's Castro in Cuba, Pol Pot in Cambodia, Vietnamese, China under Mao. By the way, if you get a chance, go to Jack Posobiec. He's got a he's got a podcast. Human events. <clears throat> Human Events Daily, and listen, there's a four-part series, four or five podcasts on China. Highly recommended. Good Lord, highly recommended. And you'll see the evil of these people. You'll see the evil of Mao. Massive blood in, 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 in coming out of Russia, which, which gets me to the movie uh, Europa, The Last Battle, and, but we'll, we'll talk more about that later. And so right now, you've got death in the United States, you've got, you've got Moloch worship, abortion is literally the worship of Satan by sacrificing sacrificing live blood to Satan. The most innocent, the most pure and innocent you have. You have a child conceived of an own. By the way, the young women, I mean, think about this. Think about how evil this is. The young women, their innocence is taken from them. They produce a child, and that firstborn child is offered to, to Satan. You talk about a satanic presence in the United States of America and China and Europe. You take an innocent young girl, never been with a man. You despoil her, deflower her, you desecrate her. She conceives, and then you offer up that firstborn innocent child to Satan, a human blood sacrifice. Twice over, twice over. First, you ruin the girl. Second of all, you, you take her firstborn offspring, perhaps the firstborn offspring of whoever the male was, who knows, and then you offer that child up to Satan. <clears throat> Nothing innocent about this. And you can justify this all you want. And I'm familiar with the justifications. I suspect they had the same justifications 3,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, when Moloch worship was just that. It's, oh, we're going to go worship Moloch today. Hey, bring the kid along. I'm sure they had the same reasons, same justifications. We think we're so sophisticated today. We're, we're, we're just the satanic barbarians of, of three, 4,000 years ago. So there's the blood. And you don't think that blood sacrifice to Satan has created strongholds over the United States and Canada? Absolutely it has. So, but on this theme of blood, you've got the, you know, euthanasia. Oh, we need to euthanize more people. We're going to save money. 
Canada's the big push. We're going to save all kinds of money. You know, you take all these sick people and you just pull the plug, man. And, and now we don't have to pay for them anymore. I got it. I got it. It's very handy. What's the answer to this? You know, I can't tell you what the answer to this all is. I know once upon a time and in, in times previous, there was other ways to accomplish the same goal. People died. When you don't have modern medicine, people just die. And I would suggest to people they ought to live their lives as if there is no modern medicine. I don't know if you're young. I don't know if you're old. <clears throat> but speaking of death, one of my favorite places in the whole world to go is, is cemeteries. I love cemeteries. In fact, I live next to a cemetery. It's called uh, uh, Arlington National Cemetery. I'm not far from there. Every once in a while, I'll stroll over there. And you read the stories. <clears throat> And, you know, out in Colorado, there's a favorite cemetery, two or three of them I go to. I just go there, I read the stories, I read the stories, and I take my kids along, or one or two of them with me. And none of them are young anymore, but I'll take them along and say, see this? This guy or young lady, she was your age. And you read these stories, and you see how common it is to, well, it's pretty common to die. And it gives you a sense of your own mortality which is, I think, is very, very important. And, 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 you know, you don't know when your day is coming. You don't know. These people did not know when their day was coming. They had no idea that their day was coming. And boom, it happened. And we live in a life of, in a society <clears throat> where we, we are, are perpetually young and we're going to live forever. And we don't deal with death. We don't deal with death in a, in a healthy way. <clears throat> Somebody gets sick, you haul them off to the hospital, fill them up with the drugs, and when they pass, you, you, you ship them off to a, a, a company that, you know, makes them look pretty. You put them in a box and you bury them. There's not much hands-on in the death industry. And it, it, it's, it sanitizes us, makes it look, I don't know. I'm not sure how it makes it look. And you keep the kids away from it. You hide the kids from it. But this cost in blood is just is growing and growing and growing and growing. And, and, and you know, the vax, like I said, they've lied to you about the vax. The vax is killing people. It's destroying immune systems, giving them blood clots, giving them myocarditis. And more and more, they said, take the vax, take the vax, take the vax. And like lemmings, people around the world run over the cliff. They'd rather be a good member of the cult than set themselves free. They'd rather be a good member of the cult than set themselves free. Here's the Chinese saying, hey, we need to make sure that more and more American servicemen get the vax because it destroys their immune system. What do you think that does to readiness? Military readiness. It's been said by many, and I agree, that we've been at war with the Chinese for a long time now, many years. We've been at war with them. We just... Some Americans realize that and they talk about it. There's the committee to uh, committee uh, on the present danger regarding China. I think I think uh, Steve uh, Bannon's involved in that. He's another good guy. You got to listen to. I, I like that guy. Don't agree with everything he says. Some of these things I disagree with him. But that's the nature of life, isn't it? <clears throat> I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad he's a voice out there, pointing people in 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 uh, healthier directions. Of course, you see how the Antichrist resolves. The Antichrist hates him. Except for one issue that he talks about that uh, I disagree with him on, but uh, we won't get into that. So the vax is killing you. 
And then you know, open about you've you've heard about the Georgia Guidestones. Purpose of the Georgia Guidestones is is to say what's coming, and they want to reduce the Earth's population to I don't know five hundred million, something like that. Massive slaughter, massive slaughter, satanic. A sacrifice up to Moloch. And if you invest, in, if you have all everybody on the planet start taking these disease these these vaccines, it kills them. Whether in six months or six years, it kills them. I've become an anti-vaxxer. I've stopped. I've said, you know what? I'll never get a vax again as long as I live because they're liars. Oh, we know the vax helps you. You know what? You, you, you want to know why I got eczema as a kid and had, had uh, ADD, ADHD, whatever it is? What's that thing where you, you read your letters backwards? A little bit of that. I got a little bit of that. Allergies. There's a theory of thought that traces all back to the all back to childhood vaccines. It's like, okay, now that makes sense. That makes sense now. Take these vaccines, it screws you up. And not only you take the vaccines, but you take the vaccines in combo. Then you take a little kid and you give them six or seven vaccines all at once. Doctors wanted to vac- vaccinate because they want to jam all these things on the same day because they get paid the same amount of money. You know, 50 bucks a jab. I don't know what they get. I said, well, let's just jab up, give them all the jabs right now. That way we can say, you know, we don't have as much work. And my, my wife said, oh, the heck you are. I'm going to bring about, you know, every two, three months I'll bring, bring about get another jab. And, oh, the doctors are furious, furious. Nobody talks about this. We, we trust and obey. Next you know, your kid ends up autistic. Kid ends up with ADHD. Kid ends up with eczema and allergies. Well, I don't know what happened. Yeah, they're, they're, they're liars. They've lied to us. If we can get it under the skin that our own government and our own pharmaceutical organizations, our own medical professionals, our own schools lie and lie and lie, we'll be closer to getting out of this. <clears throat> Death is coming. All right. Steve Wheel, more, Ameri- more alarming signs that the globalist henchmen are carving out false flag attacks on the electric grid to demonize conservatives and push America into civil war. Well, I opined yesterday. This was Steve Quayle's headline from Steve Quayle. I opined yesterday in my podcast that the, the civil war is over. We lost. And, and I said, and a good example is the Senator Fetterman from Pennsylvania. He's, he's an idiot. And I don't say, I say that in a technical sense. The guy, the guy is, is something's in his brain doesn't function right. And I don't say this to discredit him. I don't say this to disrespect him. I don't say this to demean him. That's not the purpose of Fetterman being the senator. The purpose of Fetterman being senator is to demean and discredit and demoralize us. It's their way of saying, see this? We're going to take an idiot and we're going to put him into the United States Senate. It's to make you look like it. It's to make you demoral. To, to make you weak. Because they're saying, we can do anything we want to do. We can do whatever we want to do. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. That's the purpose of Senator Fetterman. It has nothing to do with his uh, 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 mental faculty, lack thereof. It's, it's to signal to us that we have zero power as they mock us and it's it's a ridiculing of us. I don't ridicule Fetterman. 
Fetterman is the tool that they use to ridicule us. And here we are. You go down to Arizona, Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake, and they, they don't even try. They don't even pretend. They don't even pretend. It's just like, no, we stole the election. What are you going to do about it? Prove it. You take it to court, the judge says, I, I don't care. That, that doesn't matter. You put, you put, a, you put a Republican majority in, in, in the uh, House of Representatives, doesn't matter. They vote and say, okay, we'll get bypass this $1.7 trillion bill that nobody's read. This is how America is governed these days, by executive decree and by bills of Congress that nobody reads and by judges that aren't accountable to anybody. We don't have a democracy. We don't have a republic. We don't have a constitutional It's gone. It's the former USA, FUSA. And they've been passing these bills for years now, many years, many years. What's in a bill? We don't know, Nancy Pelosi says. We have to pass it to find out. This is how the, the country is being governed now. <coughs> and then you got a president up there who says, yeah, I don't care what the law is. I'm going to do this anyway. He knew very well that it was illegal for him to cancel all the student debt. Knows that. His whole administration knows. He said, well, we're going to do it anyway. Let the courts figure it out. There's no respect for the law, no respect for the Constitution. It has nothing to do with the J6ers. It comes from the people that run the show. Like I said, this is not a structured topic. This is Fritz talking this morning. Forever who's out there in radio land. So they do this. They know they've done it. You've got an speaking of Fetterman, you've got an idiot in the White House. Guy who's gone, he's got mental issues. He's got dementia. Kid's the biggest crook out there. And he's still president of the United States. You got a little. Well, you have the vice president of the United States who has her own reputation. Nobody knows how she was chosen. Nobody to this day, nobody knows what happened in the Democrat convention of, of, in the summer of 2020. Nobody even knows what's ha what happened in there. Who called the shots? Who made the decision? Nobody even knows. And we live in an open and democratic society. It's, 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 it's all a lie. The United States government has become a lie. It's become an absolute lie. And this is before we get into the FBI and the CIA and, and you know, Department of Treasury and Department of whatever, agriculture. It doesn't matter. You got people making good salaries or making good money, and they're going to do what they were told to do. Their soul has been ripped out of them over the generations. They have no conception of what's right and wrong. They want that G15 pay, or they want to reach for that G15 rung. Make that 150000 bucks a year. And they're going to do whatever they're told to do. Whatever they're told to do. All right. I thought I'd mention more of Steve Quayle, so let me try to not to get too off topic. Fauci fibbed. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> lie, lie, lie. And we know they lie, and nobody's held to account. It's just covered up. Once upon a time, there was a theory that the press was supposed to be there to hold the government accountable. The, the, the press and the government are one. The press and the government are one. Someday people will write books about how this was done. 
But it's already, you know, people have already done movies and videos and they've written about it and they say, here, look, there's interlocking directorships. They're all owned by the same people. The government's owned by these people. Federal Reserve is owned by these people. The press is owned by these people. Again, another good reason to go and watch Europa, The Last Battle. Plug for Europa, The Last Battle. I haven't finished it. I'm only, I'm not even two hours into it. <clears throat> and I'll admit, I wasn't ready to watch this a year or two ago. I really wasn't. I was not ready to watch it. And I'm like, why are they focused on this people, that people? Well, lo and behold, I start reading the Holy Scriptures. I'm like, oh, okay. It took me a while. It took me a while for the, the Scriptures to get battered through to my brain. Now I can understand and I can hear what they're saying. And so that's why I focus on the Holy Scriptures. And, and that's what, I've, what I focus on in general. I focus on the Holy Scriptures. Why? Because that's truth. Holy Scriptures are truth. Not the news cycle, not what the Republicans say, not what MAGA says, not what Trump says, not what the Constitution says, not what the Bill of Rights says. Truth is the Word of God. Truth is the Holy Scriptures. And we are in a historical cycle where, where the truth is gone. If we're going to get out of this, we've got to get back to truth. We have to understand what truth is and know the truth and follow the truth and believe the truth. And there's only one truth, and that's the Word of God. That's it. If you're looking for a libertarian principles, be wrong. If you're looking for conservative principles, be wrong. If you're looking for constitutional principles, be wrong. If you don't know the truth, you will not be set free. The truth is in Jesus Christ. How do you know what Jesus Christ believes? In the Word of God from Genesis through the Revelation. I do what I do. Unless the people come back to the book, they're going to be lost forever. There's no coming back from that unless there's a revival of the Word of God. And that's why I focus on the Holy Scriptures. Nothing else matters. If you don't have that, you, you, you're, you're, you're lost at sea <clears throat> in the middle of the night with thick cloud cover. You can't see the sun, the moon, the stars. You can't see the horizon. You can't see land. You have no idea where you are. Somebody comes and gives you a map. Well, here's a map. Look, here's a map. It's the Constitution of the United States. Oh, great. Well, and, you know, you're looking at this map, and you're at sea, and you're like, okay, fine, I got a map, but <laughs> which way are we pointed? I don't even know which direction I'm pointed. Am I pointed north or south or east or west? Fine, I got a map. I have no idea. Well, when you have the Holy Scriptures, you've got not only a map, but you've got a compass. It's like, okay. And, and you have Latin lawn, latitude and longitude, and, and you've got GPS. And you say, okay, here's where I am. I know where I am. Okay, we're a Baal-worshipping, Moab-worshipping society. We're, we're sacrificing human babies to Baal. This is wrong. It says so right in the Bible. We need to repent. Here's a story of Josiah who found the book of the law, and he repented. They fasted as a nation, and they repented, and they started following the law. And that's what the United States needs. That's what Canada needs, New Zealand, Australia, old countries of Christendom. But will we? <clears throat> the nation that will not serve the Lord will be destroyed. We know that. The nation that won't serve the Lord will be utterly destroyed, whether it's in this historical cycle or the next. Yes, God raises up pagan nations in order to do His will on the earth, to punish other nations, but eventually that nation will come down. The Puritans and pilgrims were, were a Christian nation. They were a Christian bloodline. They swore an oath of allegiance to their king, Jesus Christ. They were a nation. 
they had a whole bloodline. They spoke English. They were English men and women. They had a common ancestry, common language. They swore allegiance to their king, and they came to build a Christian civilization in North America. And it was a wonderful thing for a while. Fast forward to the 1960s, 1970s, and the grade school kids go to school and they're told that these were evil people. Even back, even back when I was a kid, oh, they were evil people. They were evil people. And they just put their, they, they their narrow-minded morality in other people. <clears throat> it's like, well, what do you think you're doing when you call people racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, anti-Semitic, if not imposing your narrow-minded morality in other people? So you got the modern-day Pharisees, who are the forerunners of the rabbis, Talmudic Judaism, those who call themselves Jews but are not over the synagogue of Satan, they're literally discipling the nation through the public schools to reject the truth. So this is where the, the, the problem is almost unimaginable in scope. I mean, how do you say stop? We're going to start teaching the Holy Scriptures in, 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 you know, from K through 12 right now, today. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. <clears throat> People say, oh, well, all we need is revival. All we need is revival. Holy Spirit can touch each, everybody. Well, okay, fine. Let's say that's had, that happens. What's being taught from the pulpit? And that's where I've come in and I've said, look, the churches have watered down the identity of Jesus Christ to make him acceptable to the Antichrist. He's a cotton candy God. He just loves everybody. And so you go out there and you teach this stuff, you teach the fluff, you teach the nonsense. And, then, and pastors will go out there and say, we don't want a Christian nation. We refuse to have a Christian nation. Christian national, they denounce Christian nationalism as anti-Christian. <laughs> so I say, okay, fine, pour out the Holy Spirit. And what, you got these preachers and these pastors out there denouncing the idea of a Christian nation? Somebody's morality will be imposed upon you. Someone's morality is going to be imposed upon you. It's either, the, it's either from the Holy Scriptures or it's from Satan. Right now, Satan imposes his morality on the United States. He can't be racist and sexist and homophobic and transphobic and queerphobic and intolerant and divisive and anti-Semitic. And you need to accept LGBTQ. In fact, you need to teach that to your kids. That's not called imposing your morality on other people. That's just called the right thing to do, according to the Satanists, according to the synagogue of Satan, according to the people that run the public schools in the United States. <clears throat> Again, this is why I talk about what I talk about. The, the rod is deep. It's not about changing a couple of congressmen or senators. It's not about that. I know a, a conservative Republican congressman. I don't know him personally, but he knows me. He knows who I am. He wrote a letter to my employer demanding that I be fired. Because I have ideas that offend um, offend people that uh, have have a lot of power. So I have no trust in in the conservative Republicans at all. None, zero. Oh, there's a couple out there that I like. I like Rand Paul. There's a couple others, but this stuff runs deep, man. It runs deep. 
What do you do with a society that's wholly dedicated itself to Moloch? That has endorsed the idea that we're going to teach homosexuality to K through sixers. That demands people get a vaccine that is poisoning them and goes along with it. That calls evil, literally calls evil good and good evil. Whose government is mobilized against traditional Americans, against anybody that's proud of being white, against anybody that truly believes in Jesus Christ and the Word of God. If you're a Judeo-Christian, you're accepted. <clears throat> in fact, if you're a Judeo-Christian, you're part of the problem. Because Judeo becomes the, the prominent article in that combined word. Judaism's Antichrist. been Antichrist for 2,000 years. There's no such thing as a Judeo-Christian. Oxymoron. Somebody pointed out on my website the other day. Judeo-Christian is an oxymoron. It means Antichrist Christianity. That's exactly what it is. And I'm telling you, I, half these churches, if, if you told them, you know, are you a Judeo-Christian? Oh, absolutely, I'm a Judeo. They'd even tell you. They don't even know what it means, but they would tell you because they want to be accepted and loved by those who've rejected Jesus Christ. There's no loyalty to Jesus Christ. They want a pseudo-morality club. They want a morality club where they can be as moral as they want to be, but when they're not moral at all, Jesus will forgive them because Jesus loves them. And look, I'm no, you know, I'm no uh, a paragon of morality. I'm no perfect guy. But this is systemic in the church. This is systemic in the evangelical community who turns around and criticizes the mainstream churches. And yet have, have done exactly what 2 John chapter, or chapter 1, verse 11 tells us not to do. Don't even give them a greeting, man. These people that reject the Father and Son, people that deny that Jesus, that the Messiah has come in the flesh. He says, don't even, don't, don't walk with them. Don't even give them a greeting, because if you do, you partake in their evil works. The evangelical church has run into the arms of a people and of a religion that meets the definition of the Antichrist, he who rejects the Father and the Son. They bow down and they grovel and they worship. And they, seemingly they're oblivious to it. And the Scriptures are right there. It's not like the Scriptures are hidden. they got their Bibles. Preachers won't talk about it. Well, you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. Well, what verse in the Bible says, Thou shalt not be an anti-Semite? It's not there. You know that. People can't wrap their heads around this. Another one bites the dust. Two ABC producers died unexpectedly on the last in last week. Eric, Erica Gonzalez and Dax Tahera. So people continue to just drop dead. Died suddenly, died suddenly. Oh, nobody knows what it is. <clears throat> Everybody knows what it is, but nobody wants to talk about it. Press won't talk about it because it's controlled. It's controlled by a very small group of people, and they have an agenda. The agenda is death. Again, go read, go watch Europa. The last battle. The agenda is death. The cycle always comes to massive, massive murder and massive quantities of blood. Always. Always, always, always. There's a good book, there's a good movie out there not long ago. It was about it was about Stalin or Lenin. That's maybe five years ago. Go watch that too. There's so much bloodshed, so much death that they finally just they they, they just they don't even take themselves seriously. They just just kill, 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 kill. You got to make a decision, kill. 
We, we've started that in a very septic way with these vaccines around the world. It's death around the world, but especially the sons and daughters of Christendom because we're the rule followers, right? There ain't no sudden deaths in Haiti because nobody took the vax. There ain't no sudden deaths in, in, in sub-Saharan Africa because they didn't, you know, they're all in ivermectin. They didn't take the vax. They're not having this issue. What's that do to the white population? <clears throat> all right. Steve Quayle, again. You say, oh, Steve Quayle, he's, he's, you know, he's whatever. Right. I refer you to Balaam's ass. And, and, and this is the, the fact that God has to send people like Steve Quayle or me or Alex Jones tells you how far down we've gone. Because we won't listen to what the Word of God says, even though it sits on our shelves. We won't listen to what the nice preacher says, even though you're in a nice, comfortable pew, because he won't say what needs to be said. He won't. He won't say what needs to be said. And if he did, you don't want to hear it. You're going you're gonna to pack your bags up and go your way. Balaam was the same way. God told him, he said, don't go there. <laughs> Balaam said, he is, he is heart set and going there. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. He had his kingdom to build. So guess the fine. I'll send an ass to talk to him. I'll send a donkey. <clears throat> Again, this is Fritz Bergeron, bloodandfaith.com. That's a little bit free form. It's, in fact, it's a lot free form. I remember when I was in my 20s, and I had to make some hard decisions in my life. I had to make a decision on, you know, what, what, what I was going to serve the Almighty God. I'm going to go build my own kingdom. I mean, and I think that's the decision every man has to make. And for me, it was, it was a very hard decision. I, you know, I can't, I realize that for some people, it's just was so easy. They just, you know, woke up one day and they got born again. And they just follow Jesus like a little butterfly and float around and, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that's like. That's not been my life. It's not been my condition. That's not been who I am. If, if, if that really happened to them or they or you, God bless you. I'm so happy. I had some hard decisions to make, and they, they were not easy for me to make. Very difficult decisions. And, 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 and they really were existential decisions. You know, what's my life all about? And I made a decision to serve the Almighty God. Now, perfectly, no. Was it a steady uh, upward uh, a climb from them? No. But I made some very, very tough decisions, very hard decisions. And, and I remember one of the things that I thought about, you know, I looked at these other people, these young people that were Christians, quote-unquote Christians. Well, and they were, they were Christians. I was <laughs> like, this was the goofiest bunch of people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, they're not very intelligent. They're not very attractive. They're socially awkward. And, uh, you know, I just thought, good God, I'm this, this is it. And they had issues. And, and a little voice inside of me says, who are you serving, Fritz? Who you can serve? Are you there for their approval? Are you there to be in their in-group? Are you serving Jesus Christ? Are you serving God Almighty? Where are your eyes at? Who are your eyes on? 
And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm here to serve God Almighty. And I don't care what these people are. It doesn't matter what these people are like. <clears throat> now, these people were probably actually better than me in all respects. But, you know, the devil will play with your mind. The devil will play with your mind and just say, why are you having anything? To, why are you associated with these people? Who does this? Who goes out and, and, and preaches on, on a campus in, in the middle of the square at a big university? Freaks and geeks, man. Why are you involved in this? But you make hard decisions, and the decision for me is, look, these people have nothing to do with, I, with, with what I have to do. I need to serve the living God. I have to serve Almighty God. My eyes are on Him, not on these people, not on the circumstances around me. I need to serve the Almighty God. And you pay for it, and it's costly. It's costly. If it doesn't cost you, I don't trust it. If it doesn't cost you, I don't trust it. If you don't pay a price for serving Jesus Christ, I don't trust it. Now, did I understand this 20, 30, 40 years ago? No, I didn't. I'm understanding it a lot more today in 2023 as I grow older. You read through the Holy Scriptures, and, and Jesus Christ is very clear. You want to follow me? Oh, God. Careful what you ask for. Remember that mom? She goes up to Jesus Christ. Hey, these are my sons. You know, when you come to the kingdom, I want one to sit on your right, one to sit on your left. <clears throat> and Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink of the cup I'm able to drink? And they said, yeah. <laughs> Jesus is looking at him like, you don't even know what you're saying. And he says, okay, well, whatever. But it's not mine to give. It's the fathers to give on, on who, who are in those positions. Later on, those men found out. Later on, those men found out. But believe me, it didn't happen in a, in a heartbeat. It was Peter who said, it was Peter who said to Jesus Christ, Lord, I'll die for you. I'll die for you right now. And hours later, he denied him. And that's the story of all of our lives. Man, that's the story of all of our lives. Uh, it even take John the Beloved. Did he not flee? Did he not flee when Jesus Christ was right? He fled. He left. Did he not flee? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Moses went through. But he's no different than John or Peter or you and I. He made some hard decisions, man. He made hard decisions. Who's going to walk away from being a prince of Egypt? Who does that? Who walks away from being a prince of Egypt? All the wealth that, that mankind could imagine. All the luxury. The harem. The gold. The, the slave. Everything a man's heart could dream or lust after, Moses had. And, and the Bible says he, he'd rather endure The shame of Jesus Christ and have all the wealth of Egypt. And I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that we don't have any choice in this matter. We're going to go through this. We have to go through this. And I've spoken of, of, of the great pride, of the pride one ought to have in Jesus Christ. An enormous amount of pride in Jesus Christ. Well, you're going to have to deal with the shame too. Jesus Christ had his face spit in. 
He had his beard plucked out, had a crown of thorns put on him. He was beaten and whipped, stripped, hated, ridiculed, mocked, despised, rejected, left. He had to deal with that stuff. You don't, I don't, we don't have to deal with that stuff because we're special. God's going to give us a pass. I think about these Christians who say, they quote the scripture and they say, oh, you know, the Lord will save us from the hour of temptation. No, he won't. He's not going to save you from the hour of temptation. Jesus Christ is not going to save you from the hour of temptation. He's going to make you go through it. And it's going to hurt and it's painful. And it's hard. If he went through it, why, why do you think you're greater than the master? If Jesus Christ went through this, if he learned obedience through suffering, why do you and I think we're greater than the master? I'm preaching to myself, man. I'm preaching to myself. <clears throat> and here I'm trying to talk about Steve Quayle and these others. Again, I don't care if you go to Steve Quayle's website or not, but I find it interesting. So then, then you know, here's another ass that's put in front of our eyes. I'm going to talk about Mayor, uh, Mayor, Mayor. She's the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Somalian. She's a Somalian. She's just from Somalia. She's not even American. She's not American. <laughs> I don't care what color her passport is or what it says in her passport. She's not American. Oh, you can't say that. She hates white people. There's jobs coming up in her, in her, in her office. She says, I won't even interview white people. Won't even interview white people. And she can get away with it because she's not a white person. Two different laws in the United States. Nobody holds her to task. Nobody holds her account. Nobody's crying racism, racism. Because it's all a fraud. It's all about anti-white hatred. Why anti-white? <clears throat> this is what got me started down the rabbit hole not so long ago, a couple of years ago. This is what got me started down the rabbit hole. Why is there this demonic hatred of whites? I went back to the Holy Scriptures, which is the only place you can go. It took me right back to Genesis 3.15. And a holy mackerel, it is a demonic hatred against whites. Why whites? I probably ought to do a whole other podcast on this, uh, on the focus of the new covenant towards Europeans. And it's, you know, it's, it's too much to get into this morning. But all the scriptures since Jesus Christ rose from the dead were written in a European language. Paul goes to Europe. Paul goes to Europe. Jesus Christ begins speaking a European language. Revelation chapter 1, I am the Alpha and the Omega. How come he didn't use the, uh, the Hebrew words, the Hebrew letters for the first and last letter in the Hebrew alphabet? How come? How come he didn't? How come he didn't do that? He could have. How come all the scriptures written since Jesus Christ rose from it weren't written in Chinese or Arabic or Aramaic or Hindi or some African language? How come it was written in a European tongue? Why? Someday I'll be able to tell you more about that. But the fact of the matter, the gospel was targeted towards Europe. Did it go to all the world? Yes. Of course it went to all the world. Jesus said, hey, open up, open up, open up the doors and compel, go out to the highways and by compel people to come in. Compel them to come in. Gospel was free to preach to all the nations. All the nations. He also said, when they reject it, then, then you're done. When they reject the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're done preaching to them. Stop preaching to them. You're done. Turn around and walk away. They said, you go to a house, you go to a city, they reject it, wipe the dust off your feet and move on. 
You don't get to die there. You don't get to stay there. If, if that's the decision that that culture has made, that nation has made, that people have made, fine. You're done. Move on. Oh, that doesn't sound very forgiving. Hey, this is what Jesus Christ said. So you got these idiots, Lori Lightfoot, he can openly say, I, I'm not, I won't even interview white people for the job. Says it openly. This is acceptable in America in 2023. There's a deep-seated hatred towards whites. See, this is why I'm going down Steve Quayle, because he comes up with stuff and I can talk about him. All right. Why Putin's winter offensive will prompt U.S. entry into the war? Okay, that's the headline. All right. So... Is the U.S. already involved in the war? Well, according to the United States Congress, the United States is already involved in the war. According to the President of the United States, the United States is already involved in the war. According to the head of NATO, Jen Stoltenberg, NATO is already involved in the war. Are there troops on the ground? Yes. According to uh, Austin, SecDef Austin, yeah, we got troops on the ground in, in uh, Ukraine already. Already, already. Oh, they're there to monitor the equipment we gave them. Okay, fine. Whatever. There's still troops on the ground in the Ukraine, assisting the Ukrainians in the fight in the war against the Russians. We're already in a U.S. war against Russia. Russia war against U.S. It's, it's already there. It's past. It's not going to happen. It's already happened. It's just how quickly does it unfold? Does it escalate? Or does everybody just, you know, wake up one day and say, oh, this is silly, you know, sorry, and give each other a pat on the back and they go their separate ways. That would be the same thing to do, but it's not going to happen. And I go back to the book of Daniel in the matter of the beast. Global empires are beasts. They act like beasts. They're incapable of rationality. And they're jealous of power. They're jealous of money. They're jealous of status. And they act like beasts and they destroy each other. So you've got these two beasts raging. You want to call it the eagle and the, and the bear? Fine. Go read the book of Daniel. Read about the beasts. And, and you, can, you can say, well, this beast was that kingdom and that beast was that. Fine. That, that, if you want to do that... My uh, understanding of that is includes that, but it's bigger than that. It's like, look, th this, this is a world system. It's a beast. <clears throat> Cannot allow anybody else to have that power. All right. So let's go over to another guy. And again, you won't listen to your... I'm going to go to InfoWars. You won't listen to your handsome preacher out there says nice things because he won't say the hard things. You won't read the Word of God because everything I say, well, that's why I focus on theology because you want to argue with me. You're not arguing with me. You're arguing with the Holy Scriptures, what the Holy Scriptures have to say. If you want to parse out the Holy Scriptures, fine. I can do that. I can do that. <clears throat> Devil tried to do that with Jesus Christ. Devil started quoting Scriptures of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ shut him right down and said, you don't... No, man, you're taking this out of context. Boom. I had a guy, <clears throat> I knew a guy, this was years ago. He says, oh, Alex Jones, he's, he's just an asshole. <laughs> I'm like, I've heard of the guy, but I don't know who he is. I said, I gotta, if you don't like the guy, i got to go figure out who he is. And I don't, I wouldn't say I follow him, but I'm now I'm aware of him. The more he gets under the skin of the right people, the more I like somebody. And Alex Jones has certainly gone under the skin of, a bunch of evil people. To that extent, I, I love the guy. To that extent, I endorse the guy. Do I believe everything he believes? No. Does he th say everything I say? Absolutely not. There's things that I say that are way beyond 
what people are willing to say because they're terrified. They're absolutely terrified. Now, some people will, and I, but I, you know, there's not a lot of Christians that will. That's the difference with me. I proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. I, pro I proclaim the Word of God. <clears throat> I says, here's what the Word of God says. And here's what the Word of God says about those who call themselves Jews, but are not, but lie, and are of the synagogue of Satan. Very, very few Christians will say that, but they're out there. They're out there. Church won't say it because they're terrified. Let's see what Alex Jones has to say. Again, Fritzberger and bloodandfaith.com. This is a free form. This is a free form, second day of January 2026, bloodandfaith.com. And, and if you won't listen to what the book says, every once in a while God brings along an ass, whether the ass is Fritz Berger or Steve Quill or Alex Jones or somebody else, your grandma, your crazy aunt. It's like there's the Almighty's trying to get people's attention. If he's got to use an ass, he'll use an ass. There's one thing for sure. I, I should probably put this video back up. It's been a while. In fact, let me write that down. I put a, I've had a great video on, judge, on the Judgment Day. And uh, YouTube, of course, took it down. This we went up years ago, and it's one of the best things I've ever done. I'll put it back up, and I'll put a link on bloodandfaith.com. But when you go to the Judgment Day, nobody's going to be surprised. Nobody's going to say, I didn't know. Nobody will say, I didn't know. It's not, that's not the case. Everybody will know exactly what they're judged for, exactly why they're being judged. That nobody's going to say, I didn't know. Nobody will say that. <clears throat> God has so arranged the universe in your life and my life that we're going to know. <clears throat> Even when you say, there's, you say, well, there's not, I don't believe in a judgment day. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. You believe in a judgment day because you judge other peoples. And you condemn other peoples. Well, you know, you can't impose your morality on other people. Really? then why are you saying what you just said? Why did you say what you just said when you say, I can't? If you tell somebody, I can't, you're imposing something on them. You don't, you don't, are, are you ignorant of what you're saying? You don't even understand what you're saying? Let's get over into hate speech. All right, there's this Jewish congressman, Jewish senator. His name escapes me in the moment. But of course, it, was, it had to be somebody who calls himself a Jew. And this goes right into what Jesus Christ is talking about with the Pharisees. Pharisees are what? What was their one main characteristic? They're, they're hypocrites. They're hypocrites. They're hypocrites. One of these days I'll spend a lot more time on it, make a dedicated show to hypocrisy. And it's not your personal moral failings. That's not what it is. As bad as those are for all of us. Remember the woman caught in adultery? Did Jesus hang her out to dry? No, he says... Go and sin no more, man. He didn't hang her out to dry. The hypocrisy is, is an institutional hypocrisy. And I think some people are blinded to it. So the senator goes along and he says, you know, we need to basically suspend the Constitution of the United States in order to combat hate speech. That's basically what it comes down to. The Constitution of the United States doesn't apply to hate speech. Well, what's hate speech? Hate speech is when you call somebody a racist. That's my definition of a hate, hate speech. When you call somebody a racist, a Nazi, 
homophobic, anti-Semitic. That is hatred. You're, the purpose of you calling them those words is to stir up hatred towards them and to get other people to utterly reject them, to cast them out of the synagogue, to deplatform them, to demonetize them, to desocialize them, to make them a pariah in the community, make them beyond the protection of the law, beyond the protection of the Constitution of the United States. And that's what organizations like the Defamation League uh, major in. The Anti-Defamation League majors in defamation. They're the same hypocrites that Jesus Christ criticized 2,000 years ago when he goes to the Pharisees. You look all good on the outside, great on the outside, but you're full of dead men's bones. He said, you hypocrites, how shall you escape the sentence of hell? How shall you escape the sentence of hell? You go around, you, you claim and you're against hate speech, but you practice hate speech. When you call somebody a Nazi, you call somebody racist, that is hate speech. That is hate speech. You're stirring up. The whole purpose of what you're doing is to stir up hate speech towards others. That's why you say what you say. That's why you do what you do. It's to stir up hatred and enmity towards people you disagree with. You're a hypocrite, Senator so-and-so. Oh, by the way, speaking of political leaders, there's this one guy. He's another guy that wants me fired. Wrote a letter to my employer. Says it's outrageous that I'm still employed. Anyway, another Jewish <clears throat> person who calls himself a Jew, but is a liar and is of the synagogue of Satan, according to Jesus Christ. Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9. And he says openly, he says, the reason that Russia must be defeated and wiped out is because it's a Christian nation. You can go look at J look up Jamie Raskin. Go, go, go look him up. He says, we have to support Ukraine because we have to defeat Russia because Russia is a Christian nation. Well, right there, that's a reason to support Russia. Do I support Russia? No. I certainly don't support Ukraine either. I support the United States. I support my country. Loyal to my country. I don't need to support either one of them. we got to stay out of that mess. Stay out of that mess. Let them fight over that border. But that's not what it's about, according to this U.S. congressman who wants to go to war with Russia because it's a Christian nation. What all this comes down to is you go to the book of Revelation and you go look at that beast. I think it's Revelation 12. He sits in front of the woman. The woman's going to give birth and he's sitting there to eat up and gobble up this woman to destroy the child of the woman, destroy the seed of the woman. And we see that in Herod. Herod tells the white man, go find out where she is so I can destroy this child. So she's going to give birth. So he can be right there when she gives birth and destroy the wise men figure this out and they said they left by another way. They said, We're not going, we're not going to tell him where he is. Herod's wroth, and he goes out there and he slaughters the children. It's right there in the Revelation. I think it's the Revelation, the ninth, the twelfth chapter of the Revelation. It's right there. And then it goes on to say that the beast goes around and and the, the snake, the devil, the dragon, he goes around and he makes war against them. The rest of these people that serve Jesus Christ. Well, what do you think? You think that is a fantasy? You think that it's not true? You need to understand history in that context. And when you see the people going after the sons and daughters of Christendom, go read the... Let me go pull it up in the Bible. <clears throat> go read the Revelation. Everybody's waiting for something to happen in the future. And what I've been saying is a lot of this stuff has already happened.
She gave birth to a son, a male child, who's, who's to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. That's Jesus Christ. And her child was caught up to the throne of God, uh, throne of God, and his, to to God and His throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that he might give birth. That so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child. That was Herod in front of Mary. The dragon, this is this is Revelation chapter 12. The dragon, when the dragon saw that he was thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who had given birth to the male child. And the serpent poured water out like a river out of his mouth after the woman so that he might cause her to be swept away with the flood. But the earth helped the woman. So the dragon was enraged with the woman and he went off to make war with the rest of her children who keep the commandments of God and hold the testimony of Jesus. Go and watch that video, Europa, The Last Battle, in the context of Revelation chapter 12, verse 17. So the dragon was enraged, and he went off to make war with the rest of her children who keep the commandments of God and hold the testimony of Jesus. And you see the mass murder of Christians in Germany, not, not in Germany, excuse me, in Russia, and you understand that the people that ran the Bolshevik Revolution were by and large those who call themselves Jews, but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. And all of a sudden, Revelation chapter 12, verse 17 makes sense. To make war with the rest of her children who keep the commandments of God and hold to his testimony. There is given to him a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemies. Is that not what... Marxism is that not what atheism is? Arrogant words and blasphemies against the Most High God, setting mankind in, in, in the temple of the Most High, saying, "Here, here, here is your God. It's corporate man, socialist man, communist man, six six six." It's all there. It's all we're there. We're there. We're there. We're not going there. We're there. And if we're going to win this war, number one, we've got to understand who the enemy is. Oh, the enemy is the devil. Satan is our enemy. Satan has children. Satan has children. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. If you're not willing to identify the enemy, you have no hope. And in fact, it's not only that, but you betray your master, you betray your king. Jesus Christ identified the enemy. He defend, identified his enemies. He, 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 pulled, he pulled no punches. It says, you are, you are of your father, the devil, and you do the deeds and the desires of your devil. Why is it that you're trying to kill me? Jesus Christ pulled no, pulled no punches. And they said the same thing to him as they say to you today. Psh, they laughed and said, yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy and you have a demon. We're not trying to kill you. The same, okay, hear me, hear me. They say the same things today as they said to Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. Who are you going to believe? Do you believe them? Do you believe the seed of the serpent? Or do you believe Jesus Christ? I should look that up. Why is it that you're trying to kill me? Jesus Christ said. And they, they mocked him and they ridiculed him. Why is it that those who call themselves Jews, but are not, but lie, are out there trying to destroy the children of the woman? 
those born again of Jesus Christ, the seed of the woman, those born again of the seed of the woman, of Jesus Christ. They laugh. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. You, you're not, that, you, you're just, you're off your rocker. Yeah, well, same thing they said to Jesus Christ. It says right there in Revelation chapter 12, verse 17, that the dragon goes out and he's trying to eat up the children of uh, 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 the followers of Jesus Christ. Well, I don't see a dragon, so it's not happening. The seed of the serpent, the seed of the serpent, the brood of the vipers, the children of Satan. Well, you can't see that. That's hate speech. <laughs> Why do I do what I do? To get people to think and get people to understand, get, people, get people's minds untrapped. Get them to untrap their own minds. Because unless you free your mind, there's a great meme, George Carlin, he says, freedom begins between the ears. I think it was George Carlin. It could have been somebody else. I think it was somebody else. Yeah. Freedom begins between the ears. You've got to understand what's going on. How do you understand what's going on? The Holy Scriptures are right there. They're right there for you. But we won't read them. Because it might put us in a dangerous position of being in opposition to the seed of the serpent. And then they might threaten to cast us out of the synagogue deplatform us, demonetize us, so we won't do it. Fritzbergenbloodandfaith.com There's another Jason out there. And uh, again, bloodandfaith.com This is just my what I'm doing this morning. I got a feeling I'm going to get kicked off the air soon because I can only go so long. But uh, here I am. All right, back to InfoWars. Let's see what this guy's talking about. Again, why InfoWars? Look, if God can't, sometimes God can't get, his, get people's attention unless he brings out something that's just unimaginable to people. That's why he brought Balaam's ass out. Am I calling Alex Jones an ass? No, not at all. But I know a lot of people that have, and I had a, had a colleague of mine that called him an ass, and, and I said, well, I, got, I better go see what this guy's saying. If he's getting under your skin, he's probably saying something good. Book claims Biden refuses to speak freely around his Secret Service agents because they're white. Well, there you go. What a screwed up human being Biden is. Monday live broadcast. Trump says backlash over SCOTUS abortion ruling led to GOP losses. Really? Well, that's kind of crazy. In Legends claims thousands of athletes have died from the COVID shots. There you go. Oh, here's a cute little headline. Has Tucker Carlson become Alex Jones? And that gets me to a point. You know, I, I encourage people, man, you got to speak. You got to say what you got to say. And, you know, when I start doing what I'm doing, you know, there's a certain amount of trepidation out there. Because, A, you know you're going to get hate. You know, hate's coming back at you. You know that's going to happen. And B, you always say, well, am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to say the right thing? You know, maybe, you know, and, and you know, if you, you have a mind that thinks like mine, my mind thinks fairly broadly and fairly large. And, and you can't say everything in a soundbite. You can't say everything in a podcast. You can talk about X in a podcast, but you still want to talk about A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. And so you say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, the answer is you got to start. That's true for all of us. Jesus Christ started with the Sermon on the Mount. And I covered a lot of territory, but he had to go on from there. He had a lot more things to say. 
In fact, he had so much more to say that he inspired other people to, to write the Holy Scriptures for him. Inspired Moses, inspired the prophets. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul. But you start somewhere. And so for people who are out there going, you know, how do I participate? How do I partake? How do I support the advancement of truth, the advancement of my Father's kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ? The answer is A, you start. And, you know, and, and those of us in the Internet world, you can send an email, you can do a tweet, you can do a Twitter, you can do a podcast, you can do a blog. All you got to do is is send links to your social media account. I did that. I did that on Facebook years ago. Oh God, did that cause a lot of trouble? <laughs> Caused a lot of trouble. <laughs> are you a free man or are you a slave? But the problem with America today is we think we're free, but we're slaves. That's the problem. We don't go around in shackles. We don't go around with iron shackles around our ankles and around our wrists. No, 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 no. We enslave ourselves with debt, and we think we're making a choice. We think we're free to enslave ourselves with debt. But really, we have very, very little choice on the matter. And then we enslave our tongues. We, we submit our conscience to the people that are out there. Basically, say, if you say the wrong things, you're going to lose your job, man. You're going to lose your job. And I've, I've had more than one people tell me, listen, Fritz, keep your dang mouth shut until you retire. Then you can say whatever you want with no consequence because you'll have your retirement check. My response to that, I didn't tell them this, but to myself was, how do I know I'm going to be alive when I retire? How do I you know I'll be around? Maybe they already said, I don't have any use for you, Fritz. I get no use for you. If you don't have the courage to speak the Holy Scriptures, what use have I got for you, Dr. Bergen, with your PhD? I got no use for you. Boom, you're gone. That's number one. That's number one right there. I fear God. I fear God. I fear Jesus Christ. I fear Him. Do what you have to do and do it now. Don't wait. And the devil's going to say, oh, there's going to be bad consequences. Well, guess what? Jesus Christ said there's going to be bad consequences too. So you're right. There is. There's going to be bad consequences for you if you say what you need to say. And if the world loves you, if the world loves you, now nah, you got a problem. If everybody speaks highly of you, you have a problem. If you don't have any enemies, you have a problem. Because you've bent the knee. I go back to Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. Perfect examples. God, I love those stories. Out of all the Hebrews... Out of all the children of Israel that were stuck over there in Babylon, I'm only reading about four men who said, you know what, I won't bow the knee. I won't bend the knee. Everybody else bent the knee. Oh, we can still be, you know, good sons of Jacob, good sons of Israel. Uh, we'll just go out there and we'll bend the knee out there and, you know, be on our little merry way. And so that's what they did. You never read about their names in the Holy Scriptures, do you? You read about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that, that's a perfect example of Jesus Christ showing up before the incarnation. It's the fourth man, the fourth man. Who's that fourth man in there? He looks like the Son of God. It was the Son of God. It was Jesus Christ pre-incarnation. 
All right, I was gonna. I'm gonna keep. I want to keep going, but I'm gonna wrap this up. Fritzbergen, Fritzbergen, Live this morning. You can get my spectacles on out there. Had a few visitors. But get the word out. Get a Gab account. Get a Twitter account. Get an Instagram account and post links to things that interest you. Be a meme warrior. I posted a bunch of memes at bloodandfaith.com the other day. I said, look, these are spears in a war. They're not here for you to admire. Ooh, that's a cool little... No. Hurl them into the heart of thine enemy. Go out there and post them on your... Post them to your Facebook account if you have one. <laughs> and let the, let the demons howl. Let the demons howl. This isn't going to be won by standing back. Gideon is my perfect example of Gideon said, I'm going to stand back. I'm going to let God do this. I, you, know, I, you know, God's there. And he's down there, mind his own business, trying to be the great man. Trying to be the great man. The Almighty shows up. He says, oh, mighty warrior. And he's like, who am I? I'm the least man in the least family, in the least house, in the least tribe of Israel. And who am I? What are, you, what are you looking at me for, God? Makes me wonder how many people Jesus Christ went to in the time of Gideon and, and told him that. How many stood up and how many people said, no, nah, that wasn't God. No, nah, that couldn't be God. That wasn't God. That's another reason. That's another reason I, I, I do what I do. And we're all called to do something. We're all called to be more than just a bump on a rock. And, and everybody has different gifts and different talents. I've got a lot of gifts and talents. There's a reason God gave me a PhD. What, am I going to sit on it? Am I going to take that light and throw it under a bushel basket? Oh, God help me on the judgment day. God help me on the judgment day. Because he won't. If you take that light and you throw it under a bushel basket because you're afraid. What does the Holy Scripture say? The soul that holds back, the soul that is afraid to go forward, I take no pleasure in that soul. Fritz Bergen, Blood and Faith. We'll talk to you guys soon. Out.